Welcome to the Voices of Resilience podcast, a podcast series by NAML, a registered social enterprise and non-for-profit organization that helps forcibly displaced people earn a better living through dignified remote employment. We provide training and marketable skills and collaborate with organizations that support training in the digital skills required in today's digital economy. So welcome to the Voices of Resilience, another episode. And this is going to be a special episode because I have some guests, other guests on here, guests that are behind the scenes that you don't necessarily get to hear their voices. I know you heard some of them earlier, but now we're all coming together on the podcast. One we wanted in this episode just to have a little recap of F-Series 1 as we've come to the close of that, but really want to talk about the Migration Summit, which is a lot of what this has been leading up to, is the Migration Summit, and then what's that all about, and what you can expect from uh, from uh, from that. So yeah, so let me uh, get everybody to introduce themselves. I'm Clay Lowe, of course. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, I host and uh, edit the Voices of Resilience, but I have some really cool guests on here today. And we're going to start off with Lorraine, if you want to introduce yourself. Thank you, everyone. Thank you for listening to our podcast. And thank you to the, for the amazing team for putting this together. So we wanted to create this podcast for two things. As Clay said, to really promote the Migration Summit, to sort of to get you all to, to tune in, to get you all to participate and be part of it. But more importantly, we wanted to share the voices of the, of the, of the people whom the Migration Summit is centered around. So the stories that you hear are the stories of the refugees. And for us, that's really important. Um, Stories of displacement are often portrayed as, you know, as lacking. They lack food. They lack opportunity. They, you know, they want this. But we want to show that the, we want to show that refugees have contributions to make. They're educated. They have jobs, they have ambition, they can really contribute to the world, contribute to their host community. So we really wanted to show refugees in a different light, to show that they're not they're not in necessarily in need, but they are valuable members of society. And as I always say, a refugee is just a political label. So that's why we we really wanted to do this podcast to show to show these things to change the narrative. Yeah, and I, I could tell you for this was my first sort of introduction to this population and 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 yeah. And I was so inspired by a lot of the stories and a lot of what you said there. I mean everyone had, you know, my big thing was that I took away from it. One was resilience and the incredible resilience that people have, but they were doing such incredible things under very adverse circumstances, but yet they still wanted to pursue their dreams, their goals, all the talent that they had. And most, a lot of, in fact, every episode, that was the reoccurring aspect was, you know, we're not looking for handouts. We're just looking for the opportunity to apply our skills and to continue to, you know, provide for our families, to thrive, to contribute uh, to society. So that was, I found that completely and super utterly motivating and inspiring listening to a lot of the stories. Any feedback from, um, and I know we, so we got, we've got 
Lorraine, um, and then we've got our other um, organizers that keeps us all on track. <laughs> so <laughs> without her, we'd be in chaos. And so you want to introduce yourself, Sonia? Yes, thank you, Clay. Um, so my name is Sonia. Um, I am the program coordinator at NAMAL, and I've been doing this for a while, and I really, really love the work that we are doing here, especially the podcast. I think the podcast is, um, you know, a learning opportunity for so many of us, for us being the organizers, because we got to learn so much about the people that we interviewed, the people that we interviewed, because I think this was an incredible experience and opportunity for them to share their story and also learn about each other's stories. And then also the audience, the people that are listening to this podcast, I think this is a really good opportunity to learn about the struggles that displaced people face. And what I like about this podcast is that I think it's a it's a it's a way to learn about these things um, in a way that is closer to our hearts because it's about the stories that these people have. And I think learning from stories by connecting with these people, even though maybe we never met these people in person or even, you know, like having these remote conversations, learning about their stories. We get to know who they are, you know, their core values, who they are at their heart. And I think, yeah, this is an incredible opportunity to learn about all these things in a very beautiful and human way. Um, I love it. I I like that. In a beautiful and human way. Lovely. And last, but certainly not least, and I, there, are, there are other members of the team, but these are the ones that are on the podcast today. And this is the man, the myth, the legend who does the social media uh, that gets this podcast out in front of everyone. And Alpha, introduce yourself. Go for it. Thank you, Clay. Hello, my name is Abdi Alpha Ambari. I am the comms head at Namal, and I'm very, very, very honored to be part of such a meaningful, meaningful project. Uh, what I I came into the podcast project after it had already kind of kicked off, like all the episodes were done, and it was just level well, the work that was left was kind of get it out to the people. Um, and despite not being there from the genesis, I've still been able to gain so, so much. And I think one of the biggest takeaways for me. Or, and why I think this is so important. And it, it's kind of additive to what Lorraine said about how this podcast is exposing us to just the potential that th- this population has. And I think in addition to just the potential they have in society, it also allows for a, a, a portrayal of them as human beings. Um, as Because I think popular portrayals in the media are either, you know, in some overtly negative way in which, you know, these people are, uh, these this population is, in some way not beneficial to the communities that it's a part of, or it's some overly sensationalized thing that paints them as some characters. Um, but through this podcast, we're able to see that they they have complexities, they have so many intricacies, and they're just people who want to be viewed as people and people who can bring value to their societies and stuff like that. And I think that's really beautiful that to be able to have a space like that and to be able to have that message be out there like though in the way that it is. Um, and yeah, I also I'm just really, really excited about how it's offering so many different unique entryways into the conversation about refugee existence. Like we had um some speakers that were artists, some were scientists, some were academics, like so just a plethora of professions and interests and diff- just a wide range array of people. And there's literally something for everyone to latch on to and access this conversation about refugee existence. And I think that's really beautiful. Yeah, awesome. 
Yes, very good. Thank you. Thank you all for, well, helping to make this possible and to, to happen. And um, I'm looking forward to series two. Now, one of the things we wanted to talk about, but before we get into that, I just plug right here while we're just a few minutes into the podcast is that you can help us to grow our the audience for this by liking and sharing the podcast with your audience. So if you have a listen to any of the interviews and the stories and it moves you in some way, then help us by liking and sharing it to your community because we would love to get these stories out to the widest possible audience. And, you know, as everyone knows, I mean, social media makes that possible for us to be able to do it, but we need everybody's help to, to, you know, make that happen. And, and by all means, if you have something moves you, leave a comment, um, email us, however you want to do that, but just help us to, to grow it and tell you what the other thing that you can do is um, if you're on Apple or Google or wherever you're at, if you can leave a comment and then rate it, because that'll help push it in front of the algorithm and then the algorithm can kind of push it out there as well. So that's, that's my commercial plug for uh, the podcast in terms of helping us to grow. Uh, we would really appreciate that. Now, what we want to talk about now and segue into is the Migration Summit. And I think, Lorraine, you're going to lead us off with that in terms of the Migration Summit, what it is, what it's about, and what can people expect. Um, And then uh, the big thing for me is why should people attend? So over to you, Lorraine, go for it. So this is our second Migration Summit. And the idea behind it, you know, Stan from MIT, one of our, one of our, partners and the co-host of the Migration Summit was a way to center a conference around refugee communities. So many spaces that are meant to talk about refugee issues don't include them. They're excluded from the rooms, excluded from the conversations, excluded from just the fact that how are these things run and how and how and how are they portrayed? And we wanted to do this differently. Not just, you know, not just for our sake, but to show what can be done, to create a model, a template for others to follow so that we want other organizations, the UNHCR and and universities and other organizations that have events on refugee issues to include them, make them an integral part. So that's one of the core reasons, core, you know, the core ideas behind the, 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 the Migration Summit. And, you know, and we we see it as a way to convene different audiences, not just refugees, universities, companies, nonprofits, social enterprises, foundations, philanthropists, researchers, policymakers, governments, employers. We see this as a way to convene everyone because it, within this space, everyone has a stake and everyone has a way to, to, to contribute. So convening these bodies around the challenges and opportunities around refugee and migrant communities. The theme, co-creating pathways to learning, livelihood and dignity. So for us, each of these words are really important. Learning. We know that learning is core to our our existence, core to how we mould ourselves as a human being without learning, without, without our education we struggle to achieve what comes next. Livelihood, for me, livelihood's other center. 
And sometimes I, I often put livelihoods of the parents above education of the children, because when parents have employment, when they have jobs, they can better support their community. They can better support their children. They can better support themselves. When, when adults and young people have meaningful, dignified livelihoods, they are, it just creates a much better, well-rounded human being because they, they feel they have agency. They have control over their lives. They aren't dependent. They aren't, they aren't expecting a handout. They have the agency to build their lives as they see fit. And this links directly to dignity. Dignity for us was perhaps the most important word and perhaps why it came last. Because dignity is what we all, we all want in our life, dignity, whether we're a refugee or not. We all want dignity. So for us, how can we show refugees and migrants and displaced people in a position where they can have dignity? So for me, that's, that's the meaning behind the summit. And that's why it's really important for me as an individual, but for us as an organization. So is that, is that the theme of this summit this year is co-creating pathways to learning, livelihood, and dignity. So how is the, how is the summit organized in terms of the events, the people, and, and, and that sort of thing? How is, it, how is it organized? Sonia, do you want to take that? Sure. Well, um, we have different themes. I could talk about two of them. And uh, one of them, this is actually my favorite one because I consider it to be very authentic. It's called Experiences with Displacement. Basically, we have two panels. They happen on April 4th and April 10th. So we invite the audience to tune in and listen because um, we have speakers, migrants and refugees who again share their direct experiences with migration issues. And I think this is where we have, you know, the voices of people who are targeted by these migration issues. They experience them directly. And um, it is an incredible opportunity for the audience, whether these are people who genuinely want to learn about um, they, their experiences in terms of struggles and what works for them. Uh, from this kind of people to stakeholders who work with these individuals. So I think this is an incredible opportunity for them, uh, for the audience to learn about uh, the migration issues. Um, and then we also have um, this event that Lorraine is uh, putting together and I'm helping her. It's called Hiring Refugees, the Challenges and Opportunities. We have this panel where we invite companies who have hired refugees previously and they come to talk about what worked for them, what are their challenges in hiring refugees, whether it's remotely or in person. Um, so we have various uh, kinds of events happening throughout the entire month of April. And these two are just like, you know, a small part of uh, all the events that are happening. I was just going to say that was one of the things I wanted to uh, just to put out there, that, that the conference starts in April and you're saying it, it goes throughout the whole of April, doesn't it? And how many events do you do you have? So we have six to five events all together. It happens every day, every working day, Monday to Friday throughout April. Um starting, you know, uh, starting sort of around 7 a.m. Eastern, um 12 noon UK. And sort of So this know, is a live it is going to be a live event, isn't it? So it's live, live people can 
yes, all on Zoom. You register on Eventbrite. We'll put the the link in the show notes. Um, we we have events every day, lots of different themes, and again, there's a wide variation. But the important thing is these events are hosted by communities. We have refugee communities hosting events. We have NGOs hosting uh, hosting events. We have companies hosting events. So. You, you don't just hear our voices, you hear voices of everyone within our community. And I think that's what makes this, this summit even more special. We're the organizers, we're the ones that sort of put everything together, but each entity leads their own session. So you hear their voices, you hear their work, you hear their challenges and you hear, and we can celebrate their victories. And this is, and, and I think this is great. And and um, I know we're going to include a link uh, in the show notes because um, there's so much going on. I'm just looking down the list of events that are happening. So there's things about art. There's looking at opportunities uh, without borders. There's creativity. There's things about uh, women in education, um, pathways to voluntary recreation, um, this this looks interesting. Silver bullets and sleeping giants. I mean, so there's a, a, a entrepreneurship uh, is on here as well. I mean, there's loads of, of different topics. So I think you know, just so that the people that are listening, it's a, it's a it's a massive event that covers a lot of different topics. And as Lorraine said, you know, it, and it's it's led by the voices of the people um, who are involved. So. And I, I also noticed you said it was on Zoom, but I see you can also, there's some in-person things as well. Is that correct? Yeah. So in refugee communities, we have some in-person events. So these will be broadcast, not as live events, but, the, but they'll be archived. So you can see some, bit, some video recordings and blogs about it. So, for example, one of them, there's a fashion show in Kakuma Refugee Camp in Kenya, which is, which is an incredible opportunity for refugees to showcase what they can do. We have we we also have some workshops happening in person in Uganda, in in I think in Kenya as well. So again, refugees convening their communities to talk about the issues and to come up with solutions to address the challenges they face. So the in-person events will be um, will be recorded. So there'll be some of the recording, not the entire thing, but certainly it'll be recorded in a sort of in a blog or and in and in our final report. Yeah, and the podcast. We're gonna bring some yeah, we're gonna bring some of it to you via the podcast as well. At least some summaries or snippets or to, um on the podcast. So if you are um a listener of the podcast, make sure that you subscribe to the podcast as well. That way you don't have to go chasing it. It'll come to your inbox or to your whatever your um podcast listening reader is of choice. So do subscribe. We encourage you to do that. And then you, and, it'll come and, to you. And what's really cool is we have um, we have sessions in also in Spanish. So or, or this year, Spanish is the only other language we have, but we hope next year to have other languages included. So this year we have a few sessions in Spanish centered around Venezuelan refugees, which we're really excited about. We've got a session about you know a session about a Venezuelan dancer who's a refugee in Trinidad and Tobago, you know sharing her, um, the dance that, the, you know that she's learned to do. So there's some incredible sessions. So this is not just a, a traditional at conference where you go listen to people. It's very participatory. Everyone, we want everyone to engage. 
Excellent. All right. So good stuff. So that's going to start on the 1st of April. Is that our very first uh, event or no? Is it when's the very first event? The 3rd of April got you Migration Summit open on the 3rd. And that's happening from 9 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. What's the time zone there? That's Eastern time. Eastern time. Okay. And that'll be an online one. And so to register, do I have to register for each individual event or is it that I register and I can go and attend any of the events that are happening? So you register once on Eventbrite and then you select when your registration on Eventbrite is saved, then you just select all the ones because each one has, it has its individual link. You just select the ones you want to attend. Right. I got you. So register once and then I select the events that I would like to attend as well. And will there be um, like, a, is there a, a, a summary at the end of the day for these, like a, almost a highlight of what those are about? Or is that something that we're going to, people will find in blogs and they'll find on the podcast and that sort of thing? So there will be a YouTube recording eventually, a YouTube archive of all the sessions. Um, we have a final report. And yes, we have our podcast and we'll have, you know, Alfred will be, you know, sending out comms on our social media, talking about the events. Maybe Alfred, you can talk about how you sort of see the communication, because obviously we know everyone can't attend everything, but we just want to provide a flavor for people that, you know, that may want to go back to see certain ones. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, but how will position comms will be very much to um, first kind of highlight the key points of the individual sessions. We plan on having comms advertising for at least at least all of them, um, all of them at least once, uh, pointing towards the main themes or main sub-themes of that session, uh, key takeaways, but also to kind of really motivate people to actually go and actually listen to the entirety of the episodes be it on the, the, the YouTube um, archive that we're creating. Um, so yeah, just comms will be like the best in both worlds in terms of summary, but also enticing you to really go listen because there is value in kind of getting the full picture of what was being discussed. Yeah, awesome. And now the big question, big question is I'm sitting here and I've, I'm listening. I've made it to this point in the podcast why should I attend the Migration Summit? I think we, 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 we all go to answer now, but I'll begin. Because it's going to be awesome. I, last year was exhausting, but I was so inspired. I was, you know, at the end of each session, I was in tears because it was just so, it was incredible. I mean, I, I can't even explain how incredible each session was hearing from, you know, hearing from the, you know, from the refu- from refugees, hearing from other displaced people, and just the just the the atmosphere that that existed in the Zoom room, the camaraderie, the the connections. It's just a really in- inspiring, incredible, motivating event. Excellent, I love it. Cool. So, everyone, everyone, everyone to answer that question. Oh, do you? Oh, okay. All right. No, <laughs> go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I, I can. I can go. Uh, the why, for, or the biggest? There are so many reasons, but the biggest why for me is in the first word of this year's theme, which is the co-creation part. Um, first, I don't want there to be a misconception about the co-creation because there does seem to be a focus on the refugee communities and the key stakeholders. I do believe that when we speak about co-creation, it is 
kind of speaking to the shared responsibility that everyone has in this conversation of refugee existence. And this is how we start kind of taking our, our like I believe I believe in everyone being a stakeholder in in this space and, and the effort towards like regular refugee empowerment and all of that. So you being able to participate in sessions like this is you kind of claiming your um what's the word? The space. As, yeah, you're, you're kind of your stakeholder role in this entire conversation, first of all. And secondly, it is an opportunity for you to engage in, in this entire conversation in ways that are really very much tailored to what, like what you respond to. This, we spoke about how vast all the theme, uh, the sub-themes are and all the sessions are. There's something for everyone. You'll finally be able to sit through a conversation about refugee existence in ways that are like related to your daily life. Are you an artist? There's something about about you know, artistry and refugees and stuff like that. So you'll finally be able to take up all this space in ways that kind of make sense to you and your context and in ways that yeah make you feel empowered to kind of actually contribute in bettering refugee existence. So absolutely attend. Awesome. And Sonia, go for it. Why should I come? Highlighting everything that Lorraine and Alpha said, I think I relate to everything. Um, but adding to this, unlike the Migration Summit last year, for this edition, uh, you know, besides NAMAL and MIT React contributing towards organizing it, we have people who participated last summit as individuals or, you know, like independently or part of other organizations who decided to be part of the big organizing team this year. And what is really inspiring and really cool is that some of these people are actually refugees or displaced individuals, and they are the co-leads of the themes that we are putting together so we can have the Migration Summit uh, happen this April. So this is the work of all of us working, you know, putting things together so that um, a larger audience can join our events and start making a change. Because as Alpha said, we need to have a space, we need to have dialogue and discussion so that the change can occur. Yeah. I love it. And, and why? <laughs> yeah, go for it. If I could add something, I think it's also an opportunity to see the depth of the depth of the importance of the work that we do um, as Namal and also as immigration summit, all the stakeholders together. I think when people think of Namal, they do think of they primarily think of like refugee employment and kind of creating the mechanisms for that. And I think what gets lost is kind of the true necessity of refugee employment in in, in the work that we do. Um, it doesn't just end at being able to earn a paycheck. It, it's there's a lot of conversation we have about like dignity, and there's a lot of conversation we have about um, well being and stuff like that. So you get to see all the ways in which this one kind of like angle that we're approaching refugee empowerment through kind of affects so many other areas of refugee existence. So when you see these people um, be artists and be you know take up space in like women empowerment and stuff like that, like just a wide variety of themes that they touch on and kind of impact areas that they touch on, it is through the channel of being able to be dignified, uh, employed with dignity. And I think an opportunity to see the length in which this one act kind of like filters through in all these other areas will be absolutely priceless. So I really, really invite people to come and witness that. Absolutely. And the big why for me is, that, and you kind of hit on there, there's the community. It's like all of us coming together co-create, having a conversation, getting to understand one another and just, you know, explore, expounding on that power of, of community and coming together to um, want to help, want to bring light to the story and just, yeah, I think with the community, there's so much that we could do 
um, as a community as opposed to just individuals trying to struggle out on on their own. And, you know, and just really widening the conversation, you know, doing the podcast and listening to the various different stories, I think widening that conversation and getting more people involved in that conversation um, is so important. Yeah. I, I actually want to give a shout out. Sonia mentioned the co-leads. So this conference is organized not just by us, but by refugees. And all of the different um, panel, all the different themes are, are co-led by refugees. So their voices are part of what this event looks like because they're, they're, they're the, they are the organizing committee. And, and, and a few of the ones on the podcast, Al-Najis, Suha, and Ziad are on the organizing committee. So not this is not just a conference that sort of creates community around refugees. They are part of the, the committee driving what this event looks like, shaping it. And for us, that was really important. Excellent. All right. So moral of this story is, as soon as you finish listening to this podcast, head over, uh, click on the link, go register, pick the events that you want to attend. And we're going to look forward to seeing you all there and hearing your comments, hearing your inspirations that you take away from the summit. So as we get ready to uh, wrap this episode up, Lorraine, you were going to talk about some of the upcoming projects and maybe give us a clue about series two (laughs) of the podcast. Yeah, so upcoming projects, we have a lot. Look at our newsletter. That's where we'll talk about our work. But I want to talk about series two of the podcast because when I first started the podcast, I didn't actually envision it going so well. I didn't envision wanting to do a second series, but now I'm even more determined to do it because it's, been, it's such a powerful medium to talk about the work that we do. So I think for the next one, we're definitely going to draw on different angles. We're going to definitely draw on some of the really powerful speakers we heard in the Migration Summit. We want to talk to some of our alumni who who perhaps weren't part of the Migration Summit, but people who have, I don't want to say made it, but have become success, you know, but whose life has changed because of their work. We definitely want to speak to them, but we also want to speak to experts in this space because we're training displaced people for the future of work. We want to talk to people who think about the future of work, who, you know, who understand where this space is headed so that, so, so that we can better contextualize the work that we're doing into what, what the future of the digital economy will look like. We want to speak to activists, you know, um, one of, our, pod, one of our, our keynote speaker last year, an amazing lady called Sana Mustafa, she gave an amazing keynote um, for the Migration Summit last year. And she wrote an incredible article about how do we flip the narrative about the Refugee Convention, talking about how we need to reconsider what it, reconsider the sort of global, in, the global structure around refugees and talking about so much of the focus of the refugee issue is on the global north. How can we flip that? So again, 
looking at this space much broader. Perhaps this is too broad for series two and perhaps I'll be reined in. No, I love it. I think that's great. I mean, as you're speaking, I was thinking of, I know some of the people I interview were talking about the tech and how the sort of coding tech industry fits in and um, yes. and is you know you talk about digital nomads and how you know how does I'd be interested in that because I, I noticed quite a few were in the tech coding aspect so I think that would be interesting yes. so so I'm yeah. going to put that forward I'm going to throw that in the pot for the yeah. crew. <laughs> yeah. yeah. now we'll focus on on, on on the tech sector so we'll definitely look at tech and how you know, and how refugees fit into the whole digital nomad space, because in a way they don't. But I think that's a really important discussion to have because the digital nomad space is really accelerating and has really gained attention. How can we gain similar attention to refugees working remotely to, you know, to galvanize support for this Mm. space? So uh, yes, definitely we want to talk about refugees and tech. Yeah, and if any of those I know we were just kind of um, brainstorming on air there, <laughs> but if, if anything has inspired anyone and you think you have a, a topic that you would like to talk about, you know, you've got an experience, you've got something you think you want to share, by all means, uh, give us a shout and maybe we could interview you or, or, or the like. So, yeah. Okay. Any final words from anyone? I want to say, and I shouldn't say this on yet, thank you to the team. Like, Amazing, amazing. Thank you all. And thank you to the audience because we've we we we've seen your comments. If if we haven't responded to them or we will respond, thank you for thank you for all of your comments. And if we can just help you better understand the space, and as Alpha said, better and help you understand that we all have a place in this. We all, you know, this community includes all of us. And we can all make a difference. So I want you all to feel that this podcast, yes, it's telling refugee stories, but I want to, but I want you to understand that it, it also can make a difference in your life. Absolutely. And so my last final plug then is make sure if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, by all means, go and subscribe to the podcast. Because we're everywhere. We're on uh, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, did we get ourselves on YouTube? Yeah, we're on YouTube. You got the RSS feed that you can do. So if you have, you know, if you're some specialty podcast reader, you can go and get our RSS feed. So the podcast can come to you. You don't have to chase it. Uh, so you can find us there. We've got a website that you could link to as well. So there's lots of ways that you can connect with the podcast. But I highly, highly, highly encourage you to subscribe. You can also find us on social media. So we're on Instagram, we're on Twitter, we're on LinkedIn, we're on YouTube. Are we on Snapchat? <laughs> no. TikTok. Oh, we got to get on TikTok. Are we on TikTok? I see some nods. I, no I, I vote Clay lead our TikTok account. Are we going to go on TikTok? Yeah, we need, I feel we need like you TikTok, should run our TikTok. I'm, I'm happy for some TikTok. And you know what else I would like to do? And, and I know I'm just kind of rifting here and I'm going to end this is um, get out and do some live stuff as well. I know we do stuff on here and do Zoom, but I would really love to take the podcast on the road, maybe do go to some, attend some events and uh, interview people sort of, sort of live on the spot. Just, you know, again, just how can we make this thing go crazy global? Um, I'm in for. Great yeah. idea. Great. I have some ideas. Great idea. 
Awesome. And on that note, I think I will call it, we'll call it an end to the podcast episode here. And so this is, this, is this going to officially mark the end of series two or one? Sorry. No, actually, no, because we're going to do some stuff with the Migration Summit. So this, so this officially ends series one of the interviews, but the podcast doesn't end there. I think that's what we're trying to say, isn't it? So definitely subscribe and keep up with the, the journey. <laughs> awesome. Okay, that's it. I'm done. <laughs> Before ending our episode, we want to invite you to participate in the events organized as part of the Migration Summit 2023, which will happen throughout the month of April. The summit, organized along with the MIT Refugee Action Hub and Quran Foundation, will explore the theme co-creating pathways to learning, livelihood and dignity through virtual and in-person events hosted by participating individuals and partners around the world. Make sure you check the Migration Summit website at migrationsummit.org to learn all you need to know about the events, sub-themes or different summit editions and subscribe to get updates.